call Ghostbusters. <laughs> I can't hear you. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Louder. <laughs> the Gappies are back. Gappies are back and we've brought a friend and maybe a few more friends too. Yeah, we've got a whole lot <laughs> ones of... Ones you can't see. Yeah, ones you can't see. Uh, our beautiful friend Snowy, and we'll introduce him in a few moments, he's brought some friends along, but you might be able to see them because today we're talking all things... Ghostbusters. Supernatural ghosts. Um, And people are dying for this episode because, as you know, we went on a a tour. I was going to say wine tour, but we needed wine after it. (laughs) Or during it. (laughs) Yeah, we needed wine for that. And take your wine if you're going on one of these tours. We'll talk to you a whole lot about it. But you know, uh, as our Gappy followers, that we went on a wine tour, ghost tour. I think you really want some wine. I really do need some wine this morning. I know. Uh, We went on this amazing ghost tour and we tried to explain it through our stories and figured we needed to get the best explainer in the whole wide world to join us and talk to us all things supernatural, ghosts and everything in between. He's got a whole lot of life stories and we cannot wait for you to listen to him on today's episode of Mind the Gap. Welcome, Jamie Lee. Welcome. Thank you so much. What's been going on in your world the last week or two? Uh, Not much. I'm still recovering from the Manly Ghost Tour, the Q station. It's taken me a couple of weeks, um, but I'm back. You are back. Uh, And I was just so excited to get our guest on today, Snowy, because we randomly, so we had Mm. this spontaneous night and we thought, You know, we don't want to go to the movies. No. We don't want to watch Friends on the couch. We, we can no. do that anytime. Yeah, and we, we thought, can. why not book a ghost tour? And it was Halloween as well. It was Halloween. That's what yeah. inspired us. Yeah, it did. It was Halloween mm. and we thought, let's get spooky. Yeah. Don't know why we decided to do that, but no. it felt like a good idea at the time. <laughs> uh, but no, I do because we had such a great time, didn't we? we? Really and did. as you mentioned in the introduction, it was so hard to express the events itself after they happen, but it's something you have to do in your life. I yeah, think you do. This mm. was an experience I've never had and mm-hmm. I think it's just something that was it will stay with me forever. Mm. And I think mainly because of our beautiful guest today, Snowy. So yeah. we would love to introduce Welcome to the podcast. Everyone's clapping, yeah, as they're listening to us or watching us. Yeah. Snowy, welcome. Thanks thank, for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Now Snowy, I guess it all starts from the beginning and we would love to take our listeners and viewers along the journey that we experienced. Mm. Obviously, we're not in the craziness that is Q Station that you've got to get to to be able to understand it. But even Snow's introduction got us so linked in Mm. to the whole environment we're in. But more importantly, the concept that there is potential ghosts or supernatural or however we explain it, and Snowy will explain it really well. But to start off with, what is a ghost tour guide? So that can start us off and give us a bit of an introduction into your world and your life and all the things you've been doing. you decided to become Yeah. What got you to be a ghost tour man? Well, I was actually on my fourth retirement (laughs) and um, a friend of mine was a tour guide at Q Station. He was my golfing partner and he said to me one day, look, we're short on tour guides. Are you interested? And so I went along and applied and somehow or other I finished up as a tour guide. No, playing golf and now you're a ghost tour guide. (laughs) That's a good story all in itself. So... Um, with what is the tour guide? Well, he's the he's the person. He's the link between the the, the place and the people on the tour. Yeah. Um, one of the the first things that the tour guide needs to be pretty comfortable with is talking in front of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people just don't like doing that, but uh, if you can do that. Uh, You need to learn some history about the quarantine station Mm. and because down the track after you start off as a tour guide, you become a history guide as as well. You do, yeah. And so uh, you need to learn some history of the place. And when we start, we're, we're sent out on tours to follow other tour guides around. Right. And we're given a script. Wow. And the idea is you follow the script. Mm. Well, what tends to happen is that after about five or six weeks, you throw the script away mm. because you've got enough stories of your own to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot happens in just five or six weeks down at that Q station, right? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I was warned when I started, if you last six weeks, you'll probably last. Wow. But um, it's, it, there are, it all depends on yourself. Mm. It all depends on just what your expectations are. And uh, I was having so much fun that I just, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you should be having fun on your fourth retirement going oh, back course. to work, shouldn't you? Oh, like if you're not playing golf, you want to be having fun. That's right. 
So the, the tour guide's job is to take the, the people around to explain to them. And I like to explain that um, it's if, if someone's standing in the group saying, well, tonight's the night that a ghost is going to walk up to me and look me in the eye and say, mm. boo, yeah. mm. it ain't going to happen. No. Mm. Um, and if it does, I'll probably be more freaked out than they <laughs> will be. But uh, it's, it's to, to set the scene, then to take them around and to be able to relate experiences and uh, things that have happened. Mm. And most of us talk about things that have happened on our own tours and so that anyone that comes along to a tour, if they come along and, and they've got a different guide, yeah. they're probably going to get some different stories. Um, the You need to be aware of, of a few things such as trip hazards and so on and so forth. And the other part that I find very useful is sometimes it gets very quiet Mm. Um, and you need a fallback, and knowing some of the history of the place mm. uh, can is a good fallback, and then you can start relating some of the history to 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 what's going on, and some of the ghosts we 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 have names for them, yeah. and we know them by name, but. All right, so what were they there for in the first place? Yeah. Yes. So to be able to delve into the history and come up with some of those things that also works. Yeah, and that's what we found was yes. it was so genuine and authentic. So you weren't driven by a script and you would just all of a sudden someone would ask something and then you'd have this other whole story about something that they'd asked. And I think that yes. that's really important is that each tour guide has their own stories and their own experiences. That's right. So yes. you will find different experiences. And we were lucky enough to get the very best tour guide in the whole wide world, Absolutely. weren't we? Because we've got a lot of stories. We've got a lot of ghosts and we've got a lot of everything in between. And you got to pick up the lantern, didn't you? I did. I you got to be the lantern holder, holder which, which is was pretty, a pretty big job for it me. It was, but Snowy was quite specific <laughs> at his introduction about yes. how to hold the lantern. I nearly burnt my hand. You nearly burnt your no. hand. So, I mean, you're even the fire hazard person, aren't you, Snowy? You're not just some ghost oh, amazing to oh, right. so. Well, you can imagine oh, all those buildings are timber. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's all bush land around. So if uh, if there's an accident, it could be a big accident. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yes. You're, so you're, was I the best person for the job? I don't think, I, knowing what I know now, you were not the best person to pick up that lantern. <laughs> that is a big responsibility. Was, well, I did notice that your lantern shook a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was quite nervous. It was such a big responsibility. It was, and nervous with everything You're leading the group. Else. You are. You're leading the group, making sure we don't step over the hazards and, and all of that. And I think, Snowy, you mentioned something really important there, and it was the history of Q mm. Station. Yeah. And I think when I went on this tour, I had never been to Q Station, didn't really know much about no. it, but walking away from the tour, I learned so much history mm. about Q Station and in fact, it was quite uh, relatable to what we're going through now, obviously a pandemic and yes. what the Q Station was. Yeah. Um, do you mind explaining a little bit of the history for us? Maybe? Sure, sure. The The area of North Head was mm. first used as a quarantine station or quarantine area mm. in uh, July, August 1828. Gosh. Wow. A lot of years ago. It it was gazetted as the quarantine station in 1832 and started operations, proper operations in 1834 or thereabouts. Mm. Um, And it remained the quarantine station for New South Wales until 1984. See, that that was the bit that shocked me was that we were still using it up until only... I know, it's, it's not all that long it's ago. It's not that long it's ago. No, I was alive. <laughs> you weren't. I was. <laughs> I was very alive. <laughs> so, uh, and in that time, um, there's, according to the records, and there was a fire there in uh, early 2000s, 2002, and a lot of records were lost. But the records we have tell us that 583 ships were quarantined there. Gosh. Uh, and we'd add a few half a dozen um, jumbo jets or large large aeroplanes as well. Mm. But 583 ships means a lot of people. Yes. And 
we, whilst the records say that that, that equates to 17,000 people, um, we think that that's wrong mm. because if you divide 17,000 people by 583 ships and we're talking all passengers, all crew, that's only 29 people on each ship. Yeah. I'm glad so you did the maths I was just about to say, I thank goodness we that. didn't ask Jamie to start dividing because she's got no idea. And we've got a mathematician, <laughs> special guest mathematician, mathematician Snowy. Mathematician slash ghost steward yeah. slash golfer. What can't you do? <laughs> so the, the, there's been a lot of people go through yeah. the mm. quarantine station and th- that does uh, set you going sometimes because mm. uh, um, and we might talk about it later on, but mm. you know, sometimes someone will say, oh, well, my uncle or my aunt or something like that came here mm. so many years ago. And when you think about it, all those people going through the quarantine station um, and there was, um, there's, according to the records, mm. and we think that they're a little bit light on, uh, 572 people buried there. Gosh. So, you know, it, it's it, it's a... It's got this weird history. Yeah. Yes. And um, and there's at different times uh, Sydney siders were sent there uh, during the 1880 outbreak, a smallpox outbreak, or during the 1900 bubonic plague outbreak. Mm. And so they were put into quarantine Mm. there as well. And, fascinating. And then, of course, with the Spanish influenza pandemic mm. in 1918, uh, there were thousands of people went through the quarantine station in a 12-month period. Yeah. Uh, just uh, it, and, and how they were able to manage and cope is, is just uh, beyond me. It is, isn't I it? I think that was what was so relatable on this tour is that, you know, we've been through the pandemic mm. now and, yeah. you know, we had Netflix, we had yeah. Uber Eats, we <laughs> had, you know. Walking dates. You had walking dates. You still went on walking dates. I went dates. on walking dates. I was still allowed to, you know, socialise in my house obviously. Yes. And But this mm. quarantine so was different. just isolating mm. and I think you mentioned there were the showers that, people had that burn your skin yeah, yes, or yes. to get rid of the infection and stuff. Yes. And that's just, right. Yes. Yeah. And and when when you when you think about it, this latest pandemic, we're talking two weeks in quarantine. Yeah. yeah. They were talking forty days. Yeah. See and, that's and they weren't and they didn't have room service. They didn't have Netflix. They didn't have <laughs> Uber Eats. air conditioning or anything like that. And they were there for forty days sometimes. Yeah. See that's just and yeah. it really put a lot. I think I yeah. walked away from this going. It put a lot into perspective for me. I think there's always and I think that's what it taught me is that there's always someone doing something worse. You know, Absolutely. someone is always worse off than you are. And yeah. we yeah. really our time. You know, it has been obviously relative to us, and it's been really difficult. But back then. It was got just nothing on them. Just awful. It wasn't was it? awful. Well, yeah. When you consider the word quarantine, mm. comes from the Italian quarante, mm. meaning forty days. Oh, really? Oh my gosh! So, An it, Italian <laughs> lessons too. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be here all day. Yeah, listeners, strap yourselves in because we're here for five hours. We've got so many things to talk to with Snowy. Goodness. That's phenomenal. So, Snowy, take us back. You introduced the tour to us all. Yeah. And then you said, and something that blew my mind and made sense, you started explaining to us that our mind tricks us sometimes. Yes. So, what our listeners, what I'd love our listeners to start to think about is when we talk about ghosts, and we're going to do a lot of talking about ghosts very shortly, Mm. when we talk about them, some of us can't even comprehend it. And there's a really good reason behind that. So, I'm going to hand over to Snowy to give us the whole mind understanding and space around the ghost arena. Well, part of it is adults are not good at seeing ghosts. No. And there, there could be any number of reasons, but uh, and I'm an amateur psychologist. I'm not a, not a psychologist, <laughs> but this is this is my my pitch point yeah. um, that we. Adults, whether they, no matter how open-minded they say they are, Mm. over a period of time they've conditioned their mind that ghosts is not a good thing. It's something we don't understand. Mm. It mightn't work out. It might be dangerous. Um, TV shows, movies, Mm. books have told us we had ghosts that come and slit our throat and so on. So there's a a negativity about ghosts. And so our, our mind tends to say, hey, we don't want to get delve into this. Mm. And as adults, we, uh, we, we've 
we've got two two parts of our mind. There's a part that remains adventurous, like little children. Yeah. They want to ride their bike at speed down a hill. They yeah. want to put their hand on the stove to see if it really is hot <laughs> and, and, and or give cheat to mum and get grounded for a yeah, week. Yeah, that's you, Jamie Lee. Yeah, yeah, you are being, yeah, yeah still, still doing that, to yeah, trying to ride down hills and burn yourself. But the other part of our mind says it remembers these things mm. and it says don't do it. So that when we're about to give cheek the moment, it says, hang on, wait a minute, last time we did that, we, we got grounded for a week. Mm, that yep. wasn't pleasant. Let's let's not do that. Yes. So we've got this thing going on in our mind as to whether we want to do it or not. <laughs> and then most often when we see a ghost, uh, the first sighting is out of the corner of our eye. We see a movement out of the corner of our eye. <laughs> and we look around there's nothing there. But probably what's happened is that we're looking straight at a ghost, but the message is coming into us and it comes to our mind mm. and says, there's a ghost over there, and our mind says, uh-uh, this is, this is something we've been trying to steer clear of, message rejected. Mm. Now, yeah. children are more open-minded. Mm. This is just an all, all experience. Life is an experience. Yeah. So children, uh, and, and when we have some of the children's tours, it's funny that, uh, you know, sometimes a youngster will come up to me and say, there's a man over there or, or you know, I saw something over there because they're, they're more open to, to it. But the adults, they're defensive on it. Yes. And that's why they consciously don't see ghosts. And sometimes what happens, and it happened to me uh, one, one night, um, I, I, th- I saw something out of the corner of my eye and I looked over, there was nothing there. And then I went home, must have been my imagination, I went to bed, half past three the next morning I woke up and it was as clear as daylight, this person I'd seen standing there, he was a man, dark hair, wearing a nightshirt. And just uh, it looked like he had smallpox scabs all over him. So it was just a a totally different thing. Yeah. But it was six hours later. Mm. It could have been a week later. I don't know that this get through because I think the mind keeps trying to resend the message. Yes. And eventually that bit of our mind that's blocking it starts to say, Oh, all right. I'll let a bit through. (laughs) And and so that a little bit of it comes through. This too comes to different times. Two people will see something, Mm. but they'll see two totally different things. Yeah. And one experience I had there one night was that I saw a black shape. What I thought I saw was a thick set, heavily built man. End of story. Mm-hmm. No features, nothing else, don't know what clothes, just that that's what that shape was. Yeah. The lady who saw him at the same time as I did saw a Roman Catholic priest. <sighs> and she said he was had his collar on the wrong way around and he, he was he had the vestments and so on. Mm. Now we saw the same thing. Yes. Yes. But her mind accepted more detail than my mind Than your did. mind. And the, there were other people in the group that didn't see a thing. Yeah. So <laughs> it could go anywhere through the through, through the whole spectrum. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and you also talk about, Snowy, that sometimes it's not even about seeing something and that's what we experienced a lot of was mm. it wasn't necessarily seeing the, the black person or the tux, but it's more so a feeling. Well, so, this, is, this is it because people say to us, well, if I can't see this thing, how do I know it's around? Yeah. And the we, we need to back up a little bit because what are ghosts? Mm. Ghosts are the spirits of people. We we are spiritual beings mm. participating in a physical experience. The ghosts are the spirits of people who have passed away, but their spirit has not crossed to the other side. Right. Now, people who've died on the operating table or and been brought back or whatever. Mm. Some of them talk about having seen a bright white light. Yes. Mm. And 
I believe that that bright light shows our spirit the passageway to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. If that light goes out before our spirit gets across, our spirit is trapped here as a ghost, as a spirit and as energy. Right. In order to keep going, that entity has to take energy into itself. It's got to draw energy. Mm. That's that's what keeps it going. Okay. And the most available energy to it is the latent heat that's in the air. So it drags that heat into itself. That leaves a little pocket of cold air. Mm. Now, sometimes on the tour, mm. people will say, oh, I felt a cool breeze. They didn't feel a breeze. What it was was one of our friends walking past them, wow. taking with them a little pocket of cold air, and they feel it as a breeze. Yeah. Wow. So we've got to become aware of what our senses, our other senses are telling us. Mm. And those, okay, 90% of what we experience comes through the eyes. Yes. But there's other senses, the sense of being able to pick up temperature changes, the sense of smell, the sense of taste, mm. sense of hearing. And there's the sixth sense that tells us that someone's getting up close to our personal space. Mm. And if we adults mm. tend not to be as aware of these, these senses either. See, over the years what we do is we, we experience, we hear something. Yeah. We hear a door slam. Mm. Oh, it was the kitchen door. Yes. It always slams when the wind's coming from that area. Mm. But it wasn't until we looked around and saw that the door was closed that we believed what our ears had told us, mm. that the kitchen door had just slammed. Of course. And how yeah. often have you picked up a, a lovely-looking meal and it looks terrific and you start to taste it, mm. you think, <laughs> you haven't put it in your mouth yet, but, you know, I want to eat that because it's so, but when you do start eating it, there's this peculiar flavour. Yeah. And you pick around, oh, that's what it is. Mm. Your taste buds told you. Yes. That there was something there, but it wasn't until you saw it that you believed, believed it. Believed it. And so we rely too much on our, our, our eyes. Yes. And not our other senses. Now, on the other side of it, these spirits that take the, en the energy in, they give off energy. Mm. And I say that this energy is like static electricity. That can cause a whole host of experiences, what I call the tingles, goosebumps, pins yes. and needles. Yes. Um, nausea. Some people have breathing difficulties. Some people think the floor's rocking underneath them. Mm. All these things can can be caused by the energy that's coming out. And so we, we've got to somehow or other on these tours get people think, getting more aware of these other experiences that are going on around them. And then they can experience it as a ghost. Now, I was lucky when I first started as a tour guide, mm. one of the first tours I did, I'd heard other tour guides say uh, in a particular part of the tour, Sometimes a ghost comes out and stands behind me when I'm talking here. Mm. So I tried that on mm. one night <laughs> and I said, can anybody see a shadowy outline standing behind me? Mm. And a lady said, that's not a shadowy outline, it's a lady in a nurse's uniform. <gasps> wow. And it was only then that I realised I was getting what I call the tingles. Yes. And... I, I carried on talking and the tingles didn't go away. They were still there. And I carried on talking and in the middle of a sentence I looked at this lady and I said, is she still there? And she said, yes. And I carried on talking and then all of a sudden the tingles stopped. And as the tingles stopped, the lady said, oh, she's gone. <gasps> so yeah, it's crazy. I thought, okay, that's the signal that I get when there's a ghost around. And it's, I, I tend to now, I trust my body to tell me when there's a ghost around. And I, I do pick up some of the other bits and pieces as sometimes as well. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, just, just on a couple of nights ago, mm. um, I was in a room and we use K2 metres, EMF mm. metres, 
and two of the meters were going off, but I wasn't feeling a thing. <laughs> and I kept looking around wondering what was going on. And it was a building that I don't normally go into. Mm. And I thought, well, th- there's got to be something going on here yes. to be sending the meters off. Yes. Uh, not all of them, just just two of them. But they're sending the meters off, but I'm not feeling anything. And, but about two or three minutes later, oh, there it is. There it oh, is. I can feel it. So yeah. it's 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 a case of being in touch with your senses. Yeah, I well, I definitely took that away. I think um, more. I thought it was my emotions. You know, I would just get. Uh, either a really positive feeling or a really negative kind of angry feeling. And there was one particular place that I found the scariest or spookiest on the tour and it was the cottage at the back. And I think it was funny, you kind of, you let us make up our own mind about it. You said, you know, I'm not going to tell you anything about this cottage. I just kind of want you to go in and have a feel for it. And the whole group had Mm. the same energy. (laughs) It was this, I can't even explain it. And I heard kind of like footsteps running at the back. Well, you ran out nearly at one point. I did. I nearly ran out. Yeah. uh, And you're nearly in I was. Oh, I felt. You felt crying. Like I could cry, like I could cry. and I, I cry a lot. Yeah. I must admit, I am quite an emotional person. But this was uh, an overwhelming feeling of sadness for me, and I just I felt like I had to. I couldn't be in the place. But mm. then we got to this. You and I got to this bed, mm. and I almost just wanted to sit on this bed, and that for no reason. We didn't know anything about the house. Didn't at know the anything time, about the so house, but I remember anything. just wanting to sit on mm. this bed, and it was this you know, feeling. And I couldn't see anything. And I think that was a really good point you made is, you know, I really tried to immerse myself with, you know, all my senses and I didn't see anything, but it was the feelings I had. I was just overwhelmed with these emotions. Yeah. Um, But that, yeah, that cottage snowy was insane. Well, we had the experience where the wardrobe started opening and closing and slamming and I was with another person on the tour Mm -hmm. and I had my ghost meter as well and it was going crazy and it was just the the weird, you know, we went out to the back area and everyone started running the other way and, you know, it it was, it was that feeling, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. So Snowy, tell us about that um, particular building because there's some stories behind that, aren't there? And some tour guides won't even go into that building, if I'm correct. There's a couple of tour guides. Would prefer not to be in there. Prefer not to be in there. Yeah. Well, uh, I I don't have any problems going in Mm. there with a tour group. Mm. But on occasions where I'm doing the site check of of a night, Mm. uh, particularly in the winter when it's dark when you're doing the site check, Mm. I find it sometimes find it quite difficult to go into that building. It's it's almost as if there's a physical barrier there mm. that's saying to you, don't go any further. Um, and there's that's there's a lot of people get the feeling of sadness in mm. um, and it's 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 something which is just it's there whether whether we like it or not. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but it, it, it's something that's an experience that people have just got to got to have for themselves. Yeah, and it's really hard to describe it. And we were trying to describe it um, previously to yeah. today, yeah. and we're just like we can't do it justice because I think you have to feel it and see it. Yes. Um, now tell us about groups because this is really interesting. You're going to have groups where some are skeptics, yes, and you're going to have groups where some are like, "Oh, I see a ghost every two seconds." What do you do with the skeptics? Because do they then put mm. other pressure on the other group, so the group then starts not wanting to say, "I'm seeing something," because they feel silly because of the skeptics. What? Well, how do you manage that environment? Mm. Very with great difficulty. Yeah, I reckon you yes. would. Um, look, we get all sorts of people. We yeah. get young, old, in between. We get psychics, clairvoyants. Mm. We get mediums. We get skeptics. Yeah. Um, and I normally say to the skeptics, um, "I'm not going to try and change your mind." No. Yeah. Uh, that's up to you. But if yeah. I give you something to think about, I'll consider the night's been successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Normally, the skeptics do do stay quiet mm. um, because you, you, you just start to wonder. Well, if you're such a skeptic, why are you here? That's the and, thing. And most it? most of the skeptics are there because husband or wife or son or daughter has said, "I want you to come along on on this tour." So that's why yeah. they're there. But um, 
One of the one of the things that I find with a lot of the skeptics is they enjoy the the history yes. segments mm. of the tour. Yes. So at least they get some. They come away from the tour getting getting something. Yes. Um, I did have a tour one night where um, a a man um, was pushed and he fell backwards onto a bed. <laughs> uh, he told me afterwards that he was a skeptic. Mm. But he wasn't anymore. No, mm. isn't that um, good on good on the yeah. ghost for sorting him out? Quick, smart. <laughs> uh, I did on another tour had a, had a, a young lady who was very much a skeptic, mm. and um, she actually at one stage started uh, berating me um, <gasps> that I shouldn't have set it up like that, and I said, "Set what?" Set up. And she said there was someone sitting in that chair. And I said, well, was it someone in the tour group? She said, no. I said, well, and I, and I told her who she'd seen. Mm. And she said, oh, I don't believe it. There's no such thing as a ghost. Now, at the end of the tour, she still said she was a sceptic. However, she didn't go into another building that night. <gasps> so at every other building Isn't we went to that night, she stayed outside. <laughs> So she's a skeptic, but she's not going to the buildings because she knows there's ghosts in there. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes you do get through to the skeptics. Uh, other times, you know, they walk away. They say, "Well, I didn't see anything." No. And and yes, I mean that's that's their fallback situation. I didn't that's, see anything. Yeah. Or I didn't feel anything. And sometimes you know, people will say, "Well, why didn't I see anything?" Mm. And it's probably because you're trying too hard. Yes. Mm. You you've got to. Let yourself be immersed in it. Mm. Let let the feelings and the and the everything come over you, yes. rather than you go and dig it out because mm. it does just yeah. doesn't work that way. No, and that's one thing that you set up really well as well. You said we can't plan when the ghosts are coming, and I think that no. you set our expectations really well yes. at the beginning when mm-hmm. we were in the first building, saying you know we we don't set things up and there's not going to be people running around in white sheets. So wish we bought a white sheet yeah. today to like. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> uh, but because you gave us those expectations, you said, you know, they might we might not see anything and we might see yeah. something. Straight away you weren't looking for white sheets. You were listening to you and you were feeling the experience and you were using the five senses and the first bit we went into had that stable smell. You asked us about yeah. the smell when we walked out and we started using moment, our senses from the get-go and it didn't yes. become about looking for a white sheet flying by. It was listening and learning and tapping into everything and that's when stuff started what to happen. stable smell? Because you asked us, Snowy, in the first building that we mm. went to look in there, you said, I just want you to smell and really take that in. And so we walked out and we had a, it smelled like, was it hay or yeah. something? It yeah. was wet, wet straw. Wet, wet straw. straw. That yes. was, that's correct. And then you proceeded to tell us something about that smell. Well, that's, um, I, when, I, when I take people in there, yeah, yeah. the most common smell that people pick up is they talk about either horses' stables yes, yes. or wet straw. Yeah. Mm. Now, those those two buildings uh, or rooms were used uh, in the um, pandemic 1918-1919 to try and dry people's lungs out. But people who suffered from Spanish influenza, many of them developed a frothy fluid in the lungs Mm. and they put them into those rooms and they put the steam through the rooms. The the water that was making the steam had um, zinc sulfate in it and so that was getting into their lungs and supposedly drying their lungs out. It didn't didn't work. But... A couple of years ago, we were putting together a tour specific to the Spanish influenza pandemic, and I came across a paper where someone from Sydney University had said about half an hour before people die from Spanish influenza, their breath starts to smell like wet straw. No. (sighs) Now, that's insane. Why do we. Where people come out of there and say, oh, I smell wet yeah, straw. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was in a stable. Mm. 
Yes, and there you go. Well, and, and as you say, Snow, you talk about papers. Something you made really clear to us is you don't make things up. So anything you talk about on the tour we were on specifically mm. has to be referenced back to some point. Yes. And I think that's really important for the listeners. We're not just here making up stories for you. Everything that we're talking about, mm. there is reference point and material mm. at some point around it. Mm. Um, and the other interesting bit about that stable is I remember that when the group went in and it was pitch black and mm. you shut the door on us, no one went to the back left-hand corner, and, and we don't know why, whether we just all as a herd community we decided to stay together. <laughs> probably scared. Probably scared we'll all just sit together in this darkness, but we didn't even know where the left-back corner was because it was pitch black. Yeah. But no one went to this particular part of the building, and yeah. when we came out and, we, and you said who was standing where and no one had stood up the front there, what was the reason for that? Because there's a ghost there. The correct Amundo, yeah. and we didn't and want to be messing with the ghost. First we're, building we're, out. We're, when, when you went in there, yeah. your, your body told you, yeah. don't go into that corner. No. And we didn't. And we we didn't. were listening. Yeah. We were a good tour group and yeah. no one went in that corner. <laughs> you, you all followed the rules of your body. <laughs> but but that, that happens time and time and time again. Yeah. And every now and then you will find someone will go there. <laughs> really? And uh, you know, sometimes they say, oh, well, it just felt funny. Mm. You know, mm. But uh, on another occasion, uh, uh, one in particular, there was a young lady. She was actually standing in the middle of the room Mm. when she felt, as I closed the door, she um, realised that there was someone standing in front of her. Mm. Now, she couldn't see anyone or anything. Mm. She just knew there was someone there. Mm. But she said she also knew that he was very tall and that he was leaning over her <laughs> and she could feel anger. Yeah. Mm. So she moved over to the wall mm. and stood there. He followed her. Gosh. So she thought, well, I'm getting out of here. So she walked over to the door and if he followed her, she was going to bang on the door and tell me to let her out. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're at the bar having a drink while you're leaving us into this crazy I was, I was off having a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Little did they know. Exactly. (laughs) We're all over you, Snowy. We know exactly what's going on. And Snowy, I was actually going to ask you when we were talking about sceptics, but before you were a ghost tour guide, were you a sceptic? Or did you believe? I'll I'll say what most sceptics say. I was open-minded. Okay. Uh, Wow. That's a really good question. But I had had seen ghosts. Okay. uh, Only once or twice. Mm. Um. And I'd had a number of strange experiences which mm. I, I couldn't explain. Mm. So I, I was open-minded, but I, I think on the first couple of tours I did as, a, as an observer, I was trying too hard to see the ghosts. Yeah. And I started to relax and still didn't see anything, but I started to feel things. And then on the first tour I did as a tour guide, um, I was still it was it was a buddy tour where you do the tour. You you're the guide, but you've you've, you've got, got an experienced guide with mm. you to take over when your wheels fall off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the lady that was my buddy that night said to me afterwards, she said, "You saw something in there, didn't you?" And I said, yes, I think I stopped talking for a few seconds. She said, try 30 seconds. <gasps> really? <laughs> but I had seen mm. seen a ghost and that was, that, that, that to me was was a big, big point. I, I thought, okay, I know, know yeah. now what to, uh, what to expect. Yeah. And did it, when you started, did it scare you? Were mm. you, I would be freaking out if I went home. I, I, yeah, it yeah. would change my perception of the world. Yeah. No, no, it didn't scare me. Okay. Um, and I still don't get terribly scared. I get un- very uncomfortable in a couple of buildings mm. if I'm in there on my own, mm. either late at night or, or in the dark. Mm. Um, and, and that's because you can't see anything. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it just it doesn't mean that the ghosts only come out at night time. No. Because um, a little while back I had a history tour and we were in the hospital and uh, I was talking to the group and someone said, are there ghosts in here? And before I could answer, a lady said, yes, she's standing behind him. 
So the lady could see something. Yes. I, I didn't see anything. No. But the lady so, could see something. It's but, crazy. But on another history tour, I did see someone uh, walking down the veranda um, and and it was someone that's been described to me on ghost tours <gasps> and there he was walking down the veranda this Sunday afternoon. Just in the afternoon. Just in the afternoon. Just doing it's it. It's not in the dark, so it's no. in all the time. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a ghost seer. Like, I've seen them you have. for a really long I grew long... up with you seeing ghosts. And they used to scare me, so it was really interesting because poor Dad, when um, we first got married, I would see them and I'd wake up and they'd always be on the end of my bed. But it's really hard for people to understand that don't see it or don't believe it mm. because yeah. you're just termed yeah. as loopy. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. Yes, it's it's. And it's fascinating that, as I was talking about, with the two of us seeing the same thing, but seeing something different. Um, and so to some people, the ghost will only be like a shadow. Mm. And, and they probably, all that they, they pick up, sometimes someone will, will say, oh, well, I kept looking over there. Mm. I don't know why. But I think it was their mind saying there's something over there. Yes. Look, no, there's nothing there. I'll look away. But then they'll say, oh, I look back and the shadow had moved. The shadow was no longer right next to the window. It was now 18 inches from the window or something like that. Yes. And and so I know that there's something going on. Mm. Uh, and and that, that sort of thing too. It's these little things Yes. And it comes down to awareness, awareness yeah, of your senses, awareness of what's around you yeah. and, uh, and, and not chasing it but letting it come to you. And I think um, <laughs> what scares people is that there's this idea that, you know, there's good and bad spirits and that yeah. there's, and obviously it's scary to see someone, but is, that, is there good and bad spirits? Do you feel that? Yes. Yeah. But think of it this way. Mm. What is the ghost? It's the spirit of someone who's been, like us here, mm. enjoyed a physical experience. Most of, It's reasonable to assume mm. that the ghost's personality will be like the personality of the person that has had the physical experience. Of course. Most of the people you meet... Yeah. Uh, nice, friendly, easy to get on with people. Yeah. Every now and then you, you might come across an axe murderer or something like yeah. that. But they're few and far between. Yes. Mm. So I I look upon the, the spirits, the ghosts, as being of the same ratio. Mm. Most of them are going to be nice people. Yeah. Or mm. uh, f- f- rather friendly. Yes, there will be the bad or the, the, the ugly ones. Yeah. But it, it's it's just I think it's reasonable to assume that the personality will follow the, the Isn't that the interesting? It's nice to hear. It is. Because a lot of my friends, when I told them we went on this ghost tour, they said, I would never do that. You know, ghosts, we connotate that with angry, angry. and, you know, scary, but you're so right. TV, movies, books have got a lot to answer for. Yes. Because ghosts are so much unknown. Yes. Let's paint it as a... As a bad, fearful, as a, as a bad, fearful thing, awful experience. Yes, yes yeah. yeah, and and but it, it needn't be. No, mm, no, it doesn't have to be. Can ghosts pass? So, Snowy, the ones that you see on tour, or the ones that you feel on tour, do they ever leave? Like, if you're stuck in this land of not being able to get enough energy to get back, or can some ghosts finally? Get back. I don't They're know if in you can. In between, and yeah, yeah. But like once you're stuck here, are you stuck here forever? And you might know I, the answer. And I, I don't know. You don't know. I, I really can don't you go? Know. Um, it, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? The one of the questions that we get asked is, "All right, when that light's on, that bright light is showing the, the spirit the way across. Yeah. Why? Why does the spirit not go not across?" Go. And uh, three three reasons that can spring to mind. Mm. One, the the spirit was busy doing something. They they were immersed in a particular activity. Yeah. Think the nurses in the hospital. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Haven't got time to go. No. I've still got. I've got to look got after stuff to do. after these sick people. Yeah. And so they, by the time they're ready to go, it's too late. 
There's another one. It might be that the death has been so traumatic that the spirit leaves the body before the death occurs. And so the spirit is not around to see the bright light. Oh, my goodness. The other one um, could could be uh, to do with the death was so sudden that it takes the spirit by surprise and the spirit doesn't realise the death has occurred. So it's... I mean, they're, they're just three yeah, three yeah. reasons out of out of the blue as to why the spirit may not have crossed to the other side. Yeah, and I reckon if I saw the light, I wouldn't. I don't ever want to die because I've had the best life, and I don't ever <laughs> want to die and have to come back to awful parents or awful anything. Yeah. So I reckon if I saw the bright light, I'd be like, no, no, because that means I'm going to die. I'll try and stay alive. It's really mm-hmm. weird, isn't it? Yeah. You know, or do I just go, now that I know what I know, do I like, you know, bring on that bright light, <laughs> send me there because I don't want to be stuck here with you. Like, Please don't haunt me. You, you would do that. You would stay and haunt your 26-year-old so, daughter. I'll, I'll be staying around. <laughs> You'll just be there. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to leave. And I'm like, go to the white light. Go, go, go mum. Go, go now. You'll be pushing me through. I'll be like, no, I want to stay. I want to stay. But everyone does talk about that white light. Like mm. there's so much data yes. in that space, isn't there. Well, I, you know, one night I, I talked about the white light and so on. Mm. And as the tour started, we're walking along. As a man walked up to me and he said, "That thing about the white light." He said, "That's that's right, you know." Mm-hmm. He said, "I died once. They brought me back." <gasps> and uh, he said, "As a sixteen-year-old, <gasps> I drank a, a a bottle of vodka." <gasps> and he said, "I actually uh, died, died. And, they, and they brought me back." And he said, "I saw the bright light." Gosh, so, you hear it often. Don't you know, you? When, when you when you you get that someone talking about that, you think, "Okay, okay, I'll, right. yeah. I'll add that." That's <laughs> the good research on the bright yeah, light reference. <laughs> because that's the thing is, you can't speak to someone when they like you can't actually do that, can you? So it's all from yeah. what we know and the knowledge yes. and the data and the stuff around. And uh, another person once told me that their mother had told them mm. that she had died in childbirth and um, been brought back. Oh, my gosh. And he, he said, my my mum always talks about the bright, bright white light. So, uh, yeah, th- there are people out there that, yeah. that can relate mm. to it. Yeah. Do you think spirits only live in old buildings? Because that's another myth, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, if you're in an old building, well, then there's more likely to be ghosts. Yes. Is that, I mean, well, what do you think? The, the way I look at it is that, Around the world, there's a lot of haunted sites. Yeah. And there's a certain commonality. There are sites where there has been great suffering, mm. where there has been deprivation, mm. where there has been maybe cruelty. Um, and if you think about it, those places, graveyards. Yes. Hospitals. Yeah. Prisons. Of course. Battlefields. <laughs> yeah. Now, the quarantine station mm. was a prison. Mm. It's got a hospital. Yeah. And it's also got graveyards. No wonder there was a lot of stuff. No wonder there was a lot of stuff going on the night we were there. But, but when yes. you think about yeah. it, places that do have ghost tours, mm. they're normally they fall into the cat- one of those categories. They do, don't they? Mm. Right, so there's no ghosts here in the studio today, so we're all, we're all clear. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing going on here. Well, yeah. the cottage that we went to, mm. I think you said, Snowy, there was a lot of suffering in that house in we, the back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I just, we felt it. Yeah, we did, yes. didn't yeah. we? You felt the suffering. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, if you're out there and you do, see a ghost or think you see a ghost, you mm. probably are seeing a ghost. And most of all, Snowy, why should people come on to the ghost tour at the quarantine? What's some really good stuff that you want to share with us? Well, the, it's an experience. It is. And it's very much one where people can go away saying, phew, I made it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Others <laughs> go away saying, well, what was that all about? Yeah. But... It is an experience. Mm. Uh, it, it is the opportunity to get a different perspective mm. on what's going on around you, mm. on, on what's going on in life, um, and, and sometimes to get a different perspective about what what happened, particularly yeah. if it's a history tour, and what yeah. happened at the quarantine station mm. 100 years. And, yeah. and so um, one uh, one. 
experience I had mm. uh, it was a history tour one afternoon and I was talking about a particular man who died of bubonic plague mm. yeah. and I saw this husband and wife looking at each other and nodding and so on and I said, what's what's going on? Mm. And the the wife said, he was my grandfather. <gasps> oh, so far out. It's got just, yeah. yeah. So that, you know, that sort of really gives you a, a, yes. a, a feeling and so on. Yeah. And then more recently I had a, had a tour. There were three ladies on the tour mm. and they said, are you going to talk about the bubonic plague? And I said, well, I don't normally talk about it on this tour. It's mm. normally a different tour that mm. I talk about the, the bubonic plague. But if you want me to, I, I can. They said, oh, we're just interested because our great-grandfather, and they named this fellow. No. And I said, oh. And I opened up my folder and I said, well, there's a copy of his death certificate. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? And, like, that's just phenomenal. And, and they looked at that and said, that's the family photo. <laughs> oh Underneath it was a photo. Isn't now, that crazy? Yeah, I mean, that, that sort of thing. Yes. Um, does sort of really give you a, a nice warm feeling. It does. Yeah. Doesn't and, it? Uh, and so it, it was a, a, a bit of a, uh, a come on for me. Yeah. When, when that happened. But they didn't know the lady who had come from once before. Oh, isn't that funny? They, so obviously somewhere down the mm. family tree they'd separated. So it's it's, it's, it's these sorts Those of things species. which can pick up. Um, on another occasion um, there was a man didn't want to come into the morgue. Mm. That was a crazy building, that one. Yeah. <laughs> and it had that smell. Mm. And I, in the morgue, I talk about a Dr. Charles Reed. Mm. And... Uh, Anyway, I, I eventually persuaded him to come in. And when we left the morgue, he said to me, thank you for talking me into coming in. He said, my name's Reed. <gasps> and there's a Dr. Charles Reed on our family tree. And he died in the ferry accident that you were talking yes. about. But we didn't know he worked that he worked here. <gasps> oh, my goodness. <laughs> what are crazy? the odds, though? I know. That so he wasn't going to come in. And I know. Yes, yeah. Oh, just, just why didn't he want to come in? Yeah. Now, the, so the, interesting. Yeah, maybe it's me thinking too much, but maybe there was something telling him. Yeah. That, you know, you don't want to come in here. No. Yeah. It's just, it's just all, all these funny little things that happen. Yeah. And, and it's not just the big things that, that send you away. No. Um, and, and just a couple of nights ago, there was a lady um, in, in one of the, the buildings and she was, she, she'd, she'd done something which attracts my attention. And so I said to her, why did you sit there? Yeah. And she said, well, I was told to. And I said, who told you to? Mm. She said, I don't know. Gosh. And then in trying to question her, she kept telling me she was all right, but the waver in her voice Mm. kept telling me she's very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. And eventually she got up and moved away. And I I said to her, are you feeling any better? She said, yes. Now, uh, then she said... When I went to the bed, someone had me by the wrist and was pulling me towards the bed. Mm. She said, my wrist feels okay now. So, Gosh. I mean, she was obviously uncomfortable yeah. didn't want to talk about it. No. And I wasn't going to say, hey, look, you're, you're telling fibs. No, because <laughs> you're not. <laughs> just, but she, she just didn't want to talk about it. But no. it was the waver in the voice that gave it away. Now, these are only little things. Yeah. But yes. they add up. And then you start asking yourself, why does that little thing happen time and time again? But yeah. it happens there. Yeah. Or it happens there. Yeah. Uh, and you, you, you start looking for it to occur in some of these places because it happens in the same place yeah. time and time again. It's unbelievable. We could spend all day, Christian. <laughs> I know. I well, is thinking. there one building that you find has the most spirits? 
Well, the one I, I find is the, the, way the one that we found. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's a, yeah. a crazy building. Interesting. And that's the building you've got to go to. You've got to get on Snowy's one because he'll let you in the building, which well, is it. nuts and crazy and makes <laughs> yeah. people cry and run out and scream and <laughs> get slow jaws jammed on them. Um, and sometimes they faint. And sometimes they faint. <laughs> we, oh, lucky we didn't, although you were going to at one <laughs> oh, point. There was a point. There was, there was a point. point. Um, and finally, you are allowed to take photos, and this is something that I've got on my camera roll, and we'll put them up on um, Mind the Gap as well. Mm. But Snowy allows us to. Now, what's interesting, Snowy, and I'm not sure why you do it, but we've got to take the photo when the group leaves. Is there a reason why that's the case? A couple of cases, a couple mm. of reasons. Mm. Number number one, um, some people don't like to be feel they don't want to be in other people's photos. Okay, perfect. So that makes perfect sense. G- giving giving them the opportunity to be away from, a, a, away from mm-hmm. the, yeah. the photo. The other one is uh, I, I'd say please don't take don't use flashlights. Yes. And the reason for that is the ghosts don't like the flash. No. Uh. But also we're, we're moving around in darkness, so everybody's going to be using their night vision. Someone starts shining a bright torch or taking flash photographs, you're going to affect everybody else's night vision. Okay. Uh, a couple of the roads we walk along, there's a hill on one side and a valley on the other. Uh, I don't want people walking off the road. No. It happened to me one night, a lady <gasps> wandered off a road. Um, so it, there's that to it. But also if the, the ghosts don't like the bright light mm. and my experience, and I've got no proof of this, no. but my experience is that if the tour ahead of me have got people taking photographs with flash mm. photographs and willy-nilly, my tour is dead. Of course. Mm. That makes perfect sense. I, and there's a few yeah. of us believe that if the Flashes start going off, the ghosts go and hide. Yeah. Mm. And I think that we owe it to the other tour groups to That's to, a really good to point. leave the place hopefully lively. We yeah, lively. Well, it was lively the night we were there, wasn't it? We've got photos, we've got ghosts on beds, we've got a whole lot of stuff. And you do show us some extraordinary photos as well uh, from your camera but we, um, on the, the tours. The funniest thing was mm-hmm. so on the night we left, obviously we got home and we were talking about it all excited, like, oh, my goodness, can't believe it. And mum goes, let's look through our camera roll. And I'd taken a few outside. I don't think I went into the building. No. But I'd taken a few outside and honestly – I can't, I have to upload these photos onto our socials, but there was this like face Mm. in, in this photo and Mm. you can make out this distinct face and body types. And I was showing my housemates and it it was unbelievable. Mm. But even the one we took of you and there was all this spirit around, like it's this blurry and you're standing there. Like it's just Mm. the most weirdest photo ever. I will upload Mm. the photos. We'll have to upload photos. Yeah. I would recommend without flash, obviously, but taking photos because it kind of, yeah. And we've got some black ones and then we've got. Ghost color. Like it's just color. It's yeah. really extraordinary. Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, on that note, because gappers, you probably need to go to the toilet for a toilet break now and an ab break. We need to go for <laughs> an ab break. Or stop rocking your chair. Or go and book the ghost tour at Q stations. And yeah. uh, can we ask for Snowy? <laughs> yeah, it'll be like all the tour people now are like, we just want Snowy. Snowy, you'll be working 24-7. Yeah. Needing spirits to come out no during golfing. the daytime. No, no golfing, golfing for no. Snowy anymore. Now, now, give up. Give up. <laughs> Snowy, it's been You're an amazing. absolute and- Pleasure. You gave us the time of our life. You and did. And we I went. think if I was to say one thing is you've got to go into this open-minded yeah, and really just relax and, and take it all in, but it's an experience like no other and we really appreciate you and thank you for making thank it. You for the thank you for making the effort. Yeah. And the best tour and also the best for our listeners. Yeah. Um, you've trekked across, for those of you that are not in Sydney and other parts of the world, um, it's a big trek to get to where you are today at the studio for mm. us and we genuinely appreciate it. So thank you from thank the bottom of so our hearts. Thanks very much for inviting me. And, uh, I've really enjoyed it. Oh, Snowy, we'll Snowy. see you on the next Ghost Tour, the special one, because he also does a special secret oh. parrot, the worst. What's oh, the other one? The, the, well, there's, there's three ghost tours. Mm. One is called the Ghost Trackers. Yeah. Uh, and that's for uh, parties where someone in the party is under 15. Right. So we take some of the adult content, if you like. Yeah, out, out, out of that one. <laughs> then there's the... Uh, the Ghostly Encounters. Yeah. Now that's a two and a half hour walking tour. Yeah. Then there's uh, a paranormal investigation tour mm. uh, where they use uh, gizmos like uh, um, spirit boxes, and wow. SLS cameras, and, and so mm. on. Um, that's that currently runs once once a week. 
Okay. Um, but they don't go to all the buildings. They go into specific buildings and spend quite a bit of time there trying to uh, pick up um, spirits. spirits and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And that's that's very interesting. So they're the, the three major ghost tours. We used to run a what was called the Extreme Ghost Tour, mm-hmm. um, but that was only run once or twice or once a week. Okay. Um, that's, that's a three-hour tour. Wow. Um, and we, in that tour, we used to delve into a little bit of some of the things that happened there that maybe yes. haven't been included in records. Yeah. So <laughs> we are so going so to It depends back. on your level of spice that you want to go. Yeah, right? yeah, I think so. <laughs> your level of spice. And then there's the history tours. Uh, every day there's a history tour on at 11 o'clock. Wow. And uh, that, that's a, a one hour walking tour. But I've got to be honest on that. Mm. I hope the boss isn't listening. No. Um, but Close your ears, boss, if you are. Yeah. I can't do that tour in an hour. No. <laughs> yes, Snowy's one is a four-hour one. For everyone else, it's just the average hour one. But it's, it's too much. There's to, too much story. Like we could go on. We've that, been going an hour today. You couldn't put that Crazy. into one hour. You no. really couldn't. No. The history is so rich and it there's is. so yeah. many, content you know, and, content yeah. and, yeah. yeah. It's unreal. And the history was amazing. It was. It's good to know a bit about Sydney too. Like it's it is, interesting. isn't it? It is interesting. And I think because of the COVID thing as well, it makes it, it so really much is. more real because yes. you're feeling yes. like you understand what, well, you don't because they went through so much they didn't get Netflix. <laughs> we were binging Netflix. We were binging. Okay, we and were. Uber Eats. Yes, we were. Uh, but Snowy, we'll be binging you again. We'll be like having okay. you on we'll all the time. We'll be week. back everywhere. We'll be back everywhere because like the every girls week. are here. And Snowy <laughs> even gave us a bus ride back to our car. So he's a bus driver as well as a golfer as well as a family man as well as a ghost tour. As well as a <laughs> Italian lessons. Italian lessons. Mathematician. Yeah. One, One stop, stop shop. shop. <laughs> Snowy, you've been A man of many talents but none. <laughs> all the talents for the gappies and the gappy followers. Thank you for coming. Coming Incredible. on okay, and um, sing Ghostbusters with us. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! <laughs> Thank you so much, Snowy. Thanks, Snowy. Thank you, Snowy. Thank you. Thank you.